0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML.
1: But as has become our tradition, of course, what we do on Blitz Day and Blitz Weekend is uh, talk to some of the folks that we partner with to deliver some of the services and help make it a great Christmas season for everybody. One of those... Uh, who's been with us for a long, long time because she started when she was just a little girl. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Teenager, Bill. Uh, exactly. And, and she's uh, always, always been accessible and, and such a great Canadian and such a great Hamiltonian, too, is Joanne Santucci from Hamilton Food Share. How you been?
0: Oh, I've been wonderful. And thank you so much. It's so nice to be here and say hello and to stop by.
1: I don't remember the last time. I guess it was about a year ago that you actually had time to come in here because every time we call you, know. is, well, I got this. I got a meeting. I got to get this done. I've got this done. And <laughs> Uh, you're all over the place. You, I am, I am. You, I, I hear you slowed down, though. You're only working an eight-day week now. Yeah, that's right. So, eight days eight a <laughs> week. they got a
0: song about it now.
1: Uh, yeah, that's uh, what right. they had in mind. You talked to John and Paul, and they said, <laughs> yeah, we we had Joanne in mind when we wrote that song years ago, too. Uh, Food Share is, is a, an incredible organization that has grown from... Pretty humble beginnings, really.
0: Really. Very humble beginnings, like, you know, a broken desk, a broken chair, and, you know, a a message machine (laughs) that went, because it took messages, you know. And we've grown so much, but, you know, it's not the organization itself that's grown. It's really the the goodwill of the people of Hamilton that has allowed it to grow. You know what I mean? You just have to look at, you know, the holiday trade the other night. I think almost 15,000 people came out to help their neighbors and watch a show that you didn't have to pay for, you know, and it was so wonderful to be in that park and just feel all the goodwill all the Hamiltonians give every year.
1: Well, we do things well here, oh, and, yeah. and we, we have this propensity, and it's one of the things I'm proud of, of looking after each other. Uh, when somebody's down and out and somebody needs a hand, uh, you can count on Hamiltonians to step up and do something about that. And that's been a tradition for generations now.
0: It really has, and you know, my job, you see the horribleness of what people have to go through that are struggling every day to try to put food on the table. The other side of the coin is you see amazing people who barely have enough for themselves, but are willing to give a little bit more to to someone who, who needs it more than them. And there's also people who have, uh, who give out. Like this year alone, we're going to be doing 10,000 hampers. There are 10,000 households that will not be able to celebrate Christmas if it weren't for the people of
1: Hamilton. How do they reach out to you? How do you find out about these people? Well, we have a whole network, the
0: Emergency Food Network, it yeah. has about 12 different food banks, right, and hot meal programs. All of the information is gleaned through that. We also have a, uh, a program where people sign up for that. Uh, so we make sure that everybody who needs one gets a hamper. So it's through the hard work of the frontline agencies uh, that take that information and deliver those hampers. FoodShare just adds to that the hamper
1: situation. The, uh, the the work that you guys do here in this community is, is, is awesome, of course, and it goes on all year long. It's not just yeah. a Christmas time endeavor. But But there's there's something significant about Christmas time and and trying to get family together and have a a meal that you can kind of celebrate. Uh, You know, we were talking uh, just a couple of minutes ago with uh, Suzanne uh, Leibniz, of course, from uh, the Breakfast for uh, Santa program, said, you know what, they deserve a day where they just don't need to worry about stuff.
0: Absolutely. Can you imagine going to bed Christmas Eve, no tree, no food, no anything the next day? I, I can't even think about it. And a lot of us grew up pretty poor in the East then, you know what I mean? But there was something there. It's different now. A lot of the poverty is hidden. And when it's not hidden, you're aghast when you see the long lineups or, you know, when you see the, dis- you can almost smell the despair. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just so deep now. So it's not really opened up. It's really deepened. The poor people are more poor than ever before.
1: Well, and and there were many of us that that had those stories. And, and maybe, you know, as kids, Joanne, we became a little bit oblivious to it. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the Kelly household up in the Central Mountain, I mean, you know, there was, there was I think, about 5,000 kids. But there were seven of us. Uh, And we had some rough times. I mean, when I look back on it now, I mean, I can remember days where it was Christmas Eve at 530 when my dad would go out and get a Christmas tree. Oh uh, yeah, because they figure, okay, they're probably at a discount now. We can do that, and exactly. Uh, but there were always gifts under the tree. I have no idea how they did it.
0: I don't either. We had ten children in a little wartime house in the East End. Yeah, and my father worked at Stalco on the line. You know what I mean? Yeah, my, I don't I, know I can how remember they
1: did my dad it. having you know when he came off the road uh, after doing so much great work there, but I mean, two or three jobs, you know, trying to make ends meet and get things on mortgage payments to make and and you know, know getting gifts for seven kids and. It's amazing. And, and and there was always a, a Christmas dinner. There was always a Christmas feast, and that was sensational. And the, it was a special day, and yeah. and yeah, I, I I say God bless mom and dad, because I don't know how they put up with it. But that was then. This is now, yeah. now people are doing that very same thing, working two or three jobs, yes. trying to make ends meet, and they still can't do it. Because it, it's all
0: about income, right? Uh, without the appropriate income, the living wage, of which I'm sure you know all about, uh, without decent jobs, the two ways out of poverty, a decent job that pays well and a decent education. It's all really around asset building. You take each a- asset you have, you build it, leverage it to the next rung of where it is you want to go in life. Poor people have no assets. They barely have enough to put food on them table. And as and as that stagnates or stays the same, you have housing costs going up, you have food going up, clothes going up, school supplies going up. Everything is escalating except the income. And that therein lies the problem.
1: And and I mean it was a different scenario because if you were lucky enough to get into one of the plants and, and that was yeah. Back when uh, I'm a little older than you, a lot older than you, Joan. But, I mean, the Burlington Street was thriving. There.
0: Thanks, Bill, but I don't think you are. <laughs> I'll take it, though.
1: Take it. Uh, we had the steel mills. We had Firestone. We had mm-hmm. Massey Ferguson. We had Procter & Gamble. There were a lot of great places great that employed places. many, many people down there. And if you were lucky enough to get a shot at one of those jobs, and at least you knew you had a steady income. Yep. That's all changed now. It is. Like and, it... and there's a new economy, and that's yes. great. But not everybody has, has been able to be a, a, a participant in this new economy. Economy, not yet. But there's retraining programs. There's people that, that have been laid off after 20, 25 years at a job and have to start looking for something else or get retrained. Uh, and in the meantime, how do you make ends meet? Where do you go? You see this all the time yes. with Food Share. Uh, people that come and knock on your door and say, Look, at I was fine a year ago. Now I'm not. I don't know where I'm going to go.
0: And it's kind of like they get to the edge and they just fall off. There is there is no transition to where you need to go. I was one of the really lucky ones who had a good job at Stucco. I was one of the first women in the Stucco as well. And th- the job was just phenomenal as far as, you know, I used to be working at retail, you know, selling clothes. And here I got three times the wage working in the in the mills. So these are really big, huge paying jobs. Now it's a knowledge-based economy, real estate, science. What's happening to a lot of people? You look at uh, 10,000 strong at Stelco it's gone and we even have my mother's a pensioner now that's even being threatened so it's not even about where do you go to actually make a little extra money but the stuff that you've already you earned by from your own hard sweat your your husband or your father did is no longer even available to you now it's just a it's a different world out there
1: and they're transitioning i mean people are trying to get to get by and they're trying to do what they need to do here and and you like you say it may be retraining maybe i'm going to have to go back to school maybe i'm going to have to take courses i do whatever needs to be done but in the meantime, well, Christmas is coming up. What are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Hey, kids, I'll be good next Christmas, okay? But this Christmas, sorry, you can't do You can't do that to kids.
0: You can't. And you know what? It's the biggest holiday of the year. You know what I mean? And and for someone not to participate just because they don't have enough funds, it's just wrong. And our community knows that. And our community, honest to goodness, I am so happy I live in Hamilton. It is like the best city across Canada I've been in a lot of places. And I've been across this province. Hamilton's it. I will never leave here. You it's like the greatest city ever. People care about their own here, and they really care that someone has a wonderful Christmas because everybody deserves that. Everybody,
1: uh, even in the classic, uh, you know, Christmas Carol Dickens uh, story. Of course, I mean they had to have the feast. They had to have yeah. the the one dinner. You know, even Bob Cratchit, the the pittance he was being paid. Uh, maybe you have to be a little short on the gifts, but, I mean, there are agencies that are helping out with this, too. It's incredible, though, Joanne, to see the way that agencies like yourself and so many others, and we're going to talk with many of them through the course of the weekend here on CHML. Work them together, and you guys coordinate your activities to make sure that yes. that this family here, who, who's maybe wasn't even on the radar last year, but they're need in need of help right now. And you, you, it's almost like the the team co- just. Comes we have a, down an here. entire network, Bill. Yeah. An entire
0: network that works together. We're gonna, we're they meet make it monthly. Work for you guys. That's right. They meet monthly. We make sure there's no duplication. We do all of that, and because we we believe that anybody who contributes to the system really, we need to get a bank for that buck. We're going to stretch that dollar. Out. It's like a rubber bill for me. I just keep stretching as far as we can every dollar is five dollars worth of food you know what i mean so what we try to do is is ensure that the 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 hampers that people are getting are available for everyone who wants
1: it and listen i know that people make donations and, and they'll drop food off and that's wonderful and we've seen that happen over the years uh, and, and that's even changed about the kind of stuff that you'd like to see in donations but to cut right to the quick here, oftentimes maybe the best donation you can make is cash because that way you can make that work a lot more for you.
0: We certainly can but I always want giving to be personal. Because A lot of people uh, like ourselves didn't have much growing up and maybe they want to give that food and I'm, I'm so down with that. Yeah. It has to be meaningful for the person. We can make a dollar stretch a lot further uh, but I want it to be meaningful for everyone and if you're going to give a toy, I remember when my son was little, I used Used to, he used to put his little list together and the thing he wanted was right at the top that was the thing we bought and he never knew whether he was actually going to get it for Christmas right and that's the one we bought that we gave to a, a charity when he was little and he remembers those times you know what I mean and when you see young people we were at the uh, holiday train and, and uh, we were asking why, why are you here and one little girl said to me it's because I know there's people in the city that need help so I brought food so they can eat too this is like a little girl who's nine years old so a lot of the work that we're doing is transcending to the next generation of caring about your neighbor at that young age i was absolutely thrilled to have that conversation
1: but it's incredible i mean we just uh, we're talking with the finocchio family a little jonah was in here just a little while ago there's three hundred dollars in cash here wow uh, and for those that don't know the story, uh, his older brother Caleb started this tradition years ago with the Pinocchio family. Uh, instead of bringing birthday gifts, he said, no, 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 everybody's invited to the party, but you have to bring a donation for the, te- the Tree of Hope. And so they've been doing this every year now. is Three, amazing? $300, sometimes it's a little more, uh, and, and this is all cash, and that's because they want to do something. Kids know about this they stuff. They do. I had a kid walk in with his piggy bank and said,
0: we're going to open it here. We can count it together. I was almost bawling. You know what I mean? Here's this little kid, six years old, saying, I want to make sure at Christmas time another kid can have at least a present and something to eat. Wow. I know That's uh, pretty amazing stuff
1: But that's the sort of spirit And we maybe get Kind of get busy With our lives sometimes And yeah. forget about that But kids get it They're perceptive They know what's going on And they know that there's a need uh, They see it in their schools They see it they in do. their classrooms You know They know about the classmate That, that, that doesn't have a coat When it's winter time And yes. they, they can tell They talk with, you, uh, with each other So like, they get it
0: The wonderful thing About children is When you tell them There's a need You really have to Give them an action Where they can participate In yeah. making it better And the food drives Are just absolutely beautiful for that you know what i mean we had a a school who did a a 5 minutes of kindness every day and they had to practice it every day it was just it was the most sweetest and meaningful small little project i've ever seen it was just amazing
1: we talk uh, on a pretty consistent basis on this program every day about how crappy things can be in life you know yeah. about idiots in white houses and and <laughs> and things that are going on and and terrible policy and and yes. you know bad government decisions and and you can get a little cynical, oh. uh, you know. I, sometimes sure you it's 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 difficult. I mean, and it happens with us all the time. And you know, in your everyday life too, in your own work environment. But this is the time of year that if you ever needed something to kind of restore your faith in human nature to say, you know what, no, there's a lot of good things happening around here. Uh, just yeah. talk to some of the people that are involved in some of these agencies like yourselves and, and so many others, and Good Shepherd, and, and the list is endless here in the city, uh, people that are say, you know what, this is where we step up, and this is where we're going to make it work.
0: You know, I, I truly believe that, and I also believe that, you know, we look at measuring a vibrant community. Everybody has all these little measurements. Oh, we have the gardens, we have to have this, we have to have that. I really measure it by how how we treat the most vulnerable people in our community if we're a community that really cares and really cares about building some equity and lifting everybody's boat who needs that that for me is the measure of the greatest community ever and that's Hamilton
1: well and and one of the agencies that does that of course is Hamilton Food Share uh, from their humble beginnings and then of course the place (laughs) in the north end and and now you've you've got this big place out the East End uh, that keeps you going on a full-time basis Uh, but it doesn't happen without a lot of work a lot of volunteers a lot of people that say hey I want to give back And and everybody contributes in their own way. We have an
0: unbelievable team down at FoodShare, honest to God. You see my face, I'm out there, but there's a whole team behind me just scratching away every day. Every day they do not forget. They do not forget that there are people in need in this community, and that is the thought process through everything they do. Then there's the thousands of volunteers and the donors, and it you know, when you put it all together, it's just an absolute orchestra, you know what I mean? And they're all singing the same song, let's get it home, let's get that hamper home, let's get somebody in need, let's help them out.
1: Well, many aspects to this I mean there's this gathering their food that's finding out who's in need uh, coordinating that uh, putting the packages together putting the hampers together and then getting them out there in time the
0: frontline agencies are just amazing. I work with people, and I consider them the heroes, you know what I mean, yeah. every day. They hear the stories. They're the ones who are imprinted by by the the inequities of all the systems, you know what I mean? They're the ones actually, actually extending that support to them. So the frontline, I really have to take my hat off to them because it's a really tough, tough job. Our job is to help supply that frontline with as much food as possible. Last year, we raised about 2.7 2. million pounds of food and 1.5 million of it was actually fresh and frozen food
1: incredible stuff and incredible work that goes on. But listen, uh, the, the great work that Joanne and her staff do t- doesn't happen without your support. And you can help by donating to the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope and make sure that that, that money is there, that funding is there, that food is there for the families to have a great Christmas. Uh, congratulations on all the great stuff that you're doing. It's so good to see you again. Bill,
0: you, you, you sh- spread sunshine everywhere you go, and I want to say thank <laughs> you for all the years of service uh, that you've given to this community, and especially bringing awareness to people who go hungry.
1: Well, it's, uh, it's all part of being a Hamilton and uh, that's one of the things I think that makes you proud and me proud to, yeah. to be from the city and to be a part of these programs.
0: All right, Bill, hang on. Merry Christmas.
1: And Merry Christmas <laughs> to you, too. Joanne Santucci from uh, Hamilton Food Share.
0: Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.